Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal! While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! Greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs Up Here, and I feel like I am zoomed in more than normal, but uh, we're going to see about that, man. Uh, that being stated, though, uh, woo, if you haven't seen, it's about to be a lot of fun as far as on the highest of seven hills. I personally, I'm, I'm, I'm always excited about FAMU athletics. You'll probably hear my voice a little bit. It's that time where Seasons are changing, pollen's kicking in, and everything else. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's that time of the year. So, but that also means spring football's back. And with spring football being back, that means one thing for sure that we're about to get some good stuff. I'm just going to say, like, I'm excited for it. So it's, it's a fun time of year. It's just, I've probably said it once or twice before, but it's just that time where a lot is going on. It's a good chance to get excited. And it's where we start to kind of find out a lot about a lot. So sorry about that. Y'all got to see the background. I do try to listen to myself so I can hear what I sound like. Try to do better about that. Um, But before we get started, big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Also, Herb Seward and the Black Techies. Shout them out, y'all. Check them out. All your technology information. They got it. And like myself, they also go nerdy. So got to love them. Uh, but we're going to jump in here. And family baseball is where I'm going to start at. And just to be honest with you, I'm a little frustrated. We can't hold a lead for some reason. We get leads and we just lose. We lost to Ball State the last time we played, and we were up big. I mean, we had a decent lead, and it's another game where you lose by, like, two runs. That's not right. It shouldn't keep happening. If you could keep some leads, that's the difference between us winning an additional four to five games. This season alone, and it hasn't gone that deep until the year, it's just been one of those things where we haven't been able to win, and we haven't been able to hold the lead. I got a problem with that. I, I, I just, I want to win. But I also want us to be able to finish. And we're not doing that. We're not finishing at all. So I don't know what it is. I can't, I can't call it. Let me see if I can grease these pipes up a little bit. But it's, it's something because it's not working. We're not winning. We're not finishing games. And you can look at the record and tell. And you can see why. Something's going on. So hopefully we fix that up because that's the difference between us having a winning record and a losing record right now. And we have Florida Gulf Coast coming in, home series, Friday through Sunday. 
and that's that's a chance you can at least split like okay splitting is not real but you you can at least get one out of those three games there's no reason that we should be struggling this mightily against teams that we're playing against it just, it just doesn't make sense to, to me now th- that being stated softball they got jackson state home series poor josh <laughs> And all the people that are dealing up there having to manage all those sports at one time. Friday through Sunday at home, conference opener. This is a chance. This is a team you need to beat. You you really got to make sure that you're cognizant of the teams that you're playing and how badly you need to beat them. Because especially starting out by beating Jackson State, and I'm telling you, every fan you and wants to beat Jackson State, no, they're not our rivals. But I'm darn sure tired of losing the turkeys. But we we can get something. Like, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I got confidence in Coach already. I I think I think she's got a bright future if she continues doing things the way she's been doing them. So that's gonna be an interesting sight to see. Three game home bout. Yeah, Let, let's hope we get a little something going here. Uh, now tennis. At least for those that are on campus, tennis is going to be off campus. Uh, that's going to be a SWAT cluster. And look, family's been kicking butt in tennis. I'm just saying, especially in conference. It's, it is what it is when it comes to outside of conference. But in conference, fam, you tennis has been solid. Good product. We've been kicking butt and taking names. So just going to say it like that. I hope you're excited about it because they could definitely use the support. Now, what, what brought y'all here is football. And football, I'm, I'm going in today. I'm not even going to lie. Like, and when I'm saying I'm going in, I'm not talking bad about anybody. Talking about nobody needs to be fired or anything like that. But, again, I told you I was a little excited. And I said that for a reason. Because FAMU football, there's a lot. And I'll be honest with you. You can piece together for the first time in ever that I can remember, we had two whole football season schedules pretty much done. Like the 2024 schedule is done for the most part. All right, and I'll, I'll show you how. Next year's schedule, I'll go back over that for those of y'all that missed it. But I can tell you almost every home and away game for next year. And that's not some inside information. I ain't talked to nobody on campus. Honestly, I just used this, this little thing here. And I started looking like, look to the left, look to the right. And I realized, yo, next season's schedule's done. I've been, ooh, almost, almost, almost said a bad word. I've been crying and complaining about that. But it's here. And I'm going to show you how. But first, let's talk about our new football coach, Antonio Carter, wide receivers coach. He's coming from Miles College. Miles College is in the SIAC in Alabama, but he played at the University of Alabama. So now if you go back and look at his stats, they weren't stellar, but you also got to remember when he played at Alabama, I believe he's pre-saving. So you got to kind of look over there and be like, "Mm, yeah, like I I could, I could double check that, but I'm pretty sure he's pre-saving, which is, remember Alabama had a long, time of sucking like let's see 
I believe Saban gets to Alabama in the early 2000s. In 2007. So, yeah, he's pre-Saban. That's when Alabama was looking butt cheeks. They were garbage. Respectfully. I ain't trying to speak ill of your program. Just being real. Stats are stats. Numbers are numbers. Go back and look at what those teams kind of were in that time. There's a reason they were running through coaches. Pulling it up. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, three and eight, 2000. Oh, yeah, the Mike DeBose era, trash. All right. And I'm not saying the guy's trash. I'm just saying their records were trash. So it, it, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the current Alabama. This ain't saving. This is how that we get to saving, but he wasn't no saving. And that's part of why his numbers were where they were, like 500 yards one season. You're like, man, that's not a lot. But then you go back and you're like, wait, who was his coach? And you're like, that was actually pretty decent. So I'm just going to leave it out there, put it up there. Um, but I, I got some hope. He's coming into a receiver room that's pretty much ready-made, though. Like, And I ain't going to lie to you, I had intentions to kind of talk about some position battles, stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to say that. I'm going to sit on that one. I ain't going to lie. I, I was – because we know who QB1 is. It's Musa. It, it, I told you last year. I'm going to tell you again this year. It's Musa. Musa was the guy last year. He's the guy this year. Running back-wise, running back by committee. Receiver-wise, I'm excited for Ranger Green game. I, I want to see who, who who's going to be the guy. Who's going to be that guy in the receiver room that's going to be him? Is it going to be Manigo? Is it going to be Jamaria Sharif, also known as KDOT? Is it going to be the Swiss Army Knife, Leland Willoit? Who is it going to be? I think you got four or five solid receivers, and I ain't talking about the transfers. We ain't even talked about the guys who transferred in last year who really didn't have a part to play. That offensive line is going to be transformed. It's going to be a fun thing to see as far as you have added depth, and now you have additional talent and additional bodies, and we've seen that to dominate the SWAC, you need to dominate the offensive line and the defensive line. It's at any conference, but especially in the SWAC. If you can run the ball, you can win. Yeah, Dion pointed out, you need to be able to spin that thing. This is true. If you're getting your tails kicked in the Celebration Bowl by teams who can run and pass, you need to be versatile. And if you're not versatile, you're not going to win. And that's that that's just is readily apparent. So you've got to be able to control the line of scrimmage in the swag. But you got a quarterback that's dynamic. Musa, you know, I'm not going to tell y'all he's, he's going to be a Heisman Trophy winner or the HBCU or FCS equivalent. What I will say is that Musa can spin that thing. And I think, I'll be honest, I'll say it on wax. I think, I think we beat Jackson State this year. I'm not trying to say that to ruffle the feathers of those that are Jackson State fans or seem like I'm a hater because I'm not a hater. One thing you what, one thing you have not seen me do, and I'll say it straight to the mic, I'm not talking about Coach Prime on this. I I didn't talk about anything he said. And, yeah, I, I did. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I watched it. I watched the pivot and what he said both times. I'm not going to talk about it here. That's, 
I don't want I don't want clicks that bad. I don't want attention that bad. I want you to watch, but I don't want to ride another man's coattails like that. And for you to say, I did that. Not today. So that's all I'm gonna say about it, which is a lot of nothing. But I think we can beat Jackson State this year. And just being honest. Now, one of the things that we did do, and I think we learned from that whole Dion experience, it helps when you have people who are passionate about your university that might have some connections. And with, with that, Ocho Cinco, 8-5. The athletic ambassador and consultant for Florida a University is none other than Chad Johnson, agent 85, former Cincinnati Bengal, much like Ken Riley, former New England Patriot, who also played under Bill Belichick. I'm just saying, for me, I loved it. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I'm I'm here for it. Uh, somebody sent it to me. And I'm like I'm I'm for it. As soon as they were like, "How do you feel about it?" I love it. What do you feel about? It? I like it. He's not on the field coaching. And honestly, I was for him being receivers coach if he wanted to be. I, I, that's a, that's a tough that's a tough personality I think in that locker room but I think he would fit in because I feel like he would do what's best for the team that being stated I love him as an ambassador because he's already doing it everywhere the guy goes he wears FAMU stuff he wears more FAMU stuff than he does Oregon State and he's an Oregon State graduate he's on television podcasts and radio saying I want to go to FAMU go back and watch the interview he did with Shannon Sharp on Shannon Sharp's podcast. And he's saying, I want to be in 100. I want to march. And Shannon's over there chiding him and saying, bro, you can't play no instrument no more. And Chad is over there saying it like with confidence, with his chest, nah, I can still play an instrument as muscle member. I can do that. I don't know about the split now. You're approaching 50 now. <laughs> uh, you're in your 40s, but I'm not too far behind you. So, but still. You, you, that's that's the next two to three year deal right there. But this works out great. This this puts this puts you in a league with a person, another person that's in rooms where things can happen. Can Chad Johnson potentially use his connections with coaches like Bill Belichick to get your receiver some looks? Like, let's just be real about it. Xavier Smith fits that. I, I, I'm just, I don't want my man in the cold like that. But Xavier Smith fits everything the New England Patriots like. As a player, his demeanor, his, just his attitude, his approach to the game. He's very businesslike. He's very humble. Yeah, on the field, he talks a little trash. But he's a team guy. And I just definitely can see him. I think that's something. And especially knowing how the Patriots value players that they can get, not at a discount, because that's almost cheapening the value of the players, but at a, mm, I'm searching for the word players where they can get at a good value there we go they're trying to get the best value for the talent i think what better would happen there because 
I think you saying the connection with the Bengals, that's one thing. But some of y'all are forgetting he played for the Patriots. It didn't last, but he did it. And I honestly think the Patriots are a better organization than the Bengals. Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft is not notoriously cheap. He's not called one of the cheapest owners in the NFL. And that's not a slight on the Bengals organization, but it's known. Whereas now you're getting somebody that's affiliated with that organization being the Bengals and a championship organization that routinely develops talent and you're sending your players there to get developed and potentially stay. I'm just saying, I, I think that's a good thing. I think it, it would be a good opportunity for some of your players as well as your coaches. I mean, I, I, I could be reading too much into that. I could be giving it too much credit, but I, that's what I see from it. I see him out there on the sideline wearing FAMU stuff, but I also see him being able to potentially make them calls. Hey, man, I got a guy at FAMU. He's not a trouble. He's a good dude. Give him a shot. I think that's where that comes from. Yeah, you, you do wonder, can he call some of his fellow former teammates and people that used to play in the NFL and say, hey, come support FAMU? Yes. But I also wonder about that other piece. Just saying. Now, inside the den, who do we want? on these future schedules. And I'm hearing some different things. Now, we all know the elephant in the room is Tennessee State University. And I, look, I, I, I dropped information because I got it from a reliable source. And they even dropped it at their stuff saying, yo, we trying to get FAMU back. I'm just saying, we want Tennessee State. I'm, I'm just gonna put that out there. You can never schedule Lincoln again. They can kick rocks with sandals on. We want Tennessee State as a fan base. I'll be honest. I like the idea of playing a and I ain't going to say we all want them. Just because to me, it's not a huge rivalry where we're traveling. I don't think either, especially us, well, I'll say them. They ain't traveling to Tallahassee that well. They come down some, but it's not in the same numbers, not the way that we were getting with an Atlanta visit against Tennessee State. You weren't getting that 45, 50,000 number. You just weren't. And yeah, some of that is nostalgia, the want and the, the desire to bring back the Atlanta Classic and what it was, because that thing was huge. But some of it is also looking at just at the attendance numbers. Now, I'll say honestly, another one, just selfishly, I like Howard. I, their fans are always fun. They always knew they probably weren't going to win, but they were going to have a good time. And they brought out a decent contingency. Not a huge number, but you're surprised at how many Howard alum are in Florida. And they actually turned out pretty decent. And I ain't going to lie to you. Now, I don't want to bring Norfolk down. I don't want to bring Hampton down. I'm good. I do like the South Carolina State thing. Now, as far as non-HBCUs, 
that are FCS. I'll be honest, I don't have a lot. It, it's there's not a bunch of FCS teams that I want FAMU playing. Okay, yeah, the North Dakota States and all that stuff. That 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 stuff sounds good. Ooh, I almost cussed you. But in actuality, how many butts and seats are coming for that game? I think we show up in a decent number because it's different. But I don't think if you make that a yearly series that Rattler Nation is just going to show up in droves. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think we fill out the Fargo Dome. I think we show up because it's different because they do have a name. And if you get your teeth kicked in once or twice, I don't know. I don't know where we, how we measure up against them right now. That, that's just, and that's me being honest. I don't doubt the program, but our offensive line and defensive line ain't doing that right now. We're recruiting different kinds of players and they are playing a different kind of game. Now, if we get ahead, I think the back and forth is interesting, but if you get behind, it's over. You can let the hundred play songs all day long, entertain their crowd, but it's gonna be a molly whopping if you don't do something. And honestly, that that's where I'm at for that. Now, in the FBS, I'll be honest, not a lot of teams don't won the FBS either. UCF, I like that. One, it's a close ride for me and a lot of your alumni. A lot of your alumni are not far from Orlando. Last time we showed up. And we showed up in a number that was large enough to where UCF immediately, remember, if not for COVID, we're playing UCF again. And that was a Thursday night and that stadium was sold out. I'm just saying that I think that's something that you look back into. It's not a bad trip for you, your alumni there. And again, even on a Thursday night, follow the data. We showed up well. USF's another one. I intend on going to that this year. I've never been to a USF game, even when we played them. I think that's another one I kind of like, just because in the current status, that's the team we can beat. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. Another one, Georgia State and Georgia Tech, because of location, they're in Atlanta. You have a lot of alumni there. You bring the band, I think it's a good time. I probably prefer Georgia State to Georgia Tech just because I'll be honest with you, um, Bobby Dodd is historic. It's nice, but it ain't the best. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's not the worst stadium. It's really not. But it, it's just, you go there and you're like, this is pretty cool. But the scenery around the stadium to me is the best part, like downtown Atlanta, all that. Um, other, otherwise, I'm thinking, if you're going to do this, South Alabama, local teams, like, Teams that are kind of in driving distance, Troy, like, no, they don't excite me. But at the same point, I don't think we're at Florida State level yet. Now, do I, would I like to play Florida State? I think it'd be fun, especially a few years out. But I ain't trying to do that tomorrow. Just being real with you. Now, as we know, the 2023 schedule is out, and I hear your complaints. The ticket prices have gone up and you got four home games. Well, technically OBC is a home game. So you should have five. So OBC, 
that is the first game of the season. USF, West Florida, home opener. Alabama State. Then you got Valley, Southern, Texas Southern, Prairie View, Alabama A&M, Lincoln, and BCU. Prairie View and Lincoln are your last two home games. Yeah. I'm not excited about West Florida. I don't want to play them. And yeah, I'm ducking that fade. That's a, that's a good team. That's a good team that has everything to gain and nothing to lose by beating you. I don't like those kind of deals. That's just me. Not when I, not when it hurts me. Now when it benefits me, I'm, I'm for it. I'm biased like that. And I'm honest. <laughs> now, I promised y'all. And I said, you know what? Next season schedule is pretty much out too. Mm. Now you're looking at me like, nah, Keith, it ain't there. Whole contrary. It is. So in the 2024 schedule, you have 13 Saturdays between Labor Day and Thanksgiving, meaning you might be able to play 12 games. Now the first four games, first three games, they're pretty much in order. They you can go look. Uh, I will give FBS. Uh, future schedules their credit I saw the dates there and I already knew about the Norfolk State the Miami and the Troy but they actually dropped the dates so you can go there check there I don't want to steal their thunder but we do open the season supposedly with Norfolk State's MEAC SWAC challenge that's going to be in Atlanta probably at Georgia State Stadium unless they move to the dome hey what's up what's up Diggs um so the Diggs uh so now the next one south carolina state looking like the home opener unless we take that somewhere else that's the home opener now the next game is against the u university of miami i'm not gonna lie to y'all we'll see as far as me going to it we'll see so those first three games are supposedly in order already i don't know if they're set in stone but they're set in plastic now, we also have Troy. So the University of Troy, or Troy University, sorry, Troy, Alabama, no date yet, but they're on the schedule. Now, the rest of these are pretty much your SWAT games. So you know you have Alabama A&M and Alabama State. Alabama A&M will be a home game. You have Jackson State, that's gonna be away. Then you have Mississippi Valley State, that's gonna be at home. You have Prairie View A&M, that's going to be away. Then you have Texas Southern. That's going to be at home. Southern, maybe. Again, we got 12 games potential. So I, I don't know. But if Southern is our permanent SWAC uh, foe from the west side, you can throw Southern in there, and that would be a home game. And then you got the Florida Classic. So if you were to have Southern in there, you would have five home games, potentially. So adverting any type of classic scenarios, 24 schedules locked. So next year's schedules, we got that. They've released that. It's updated. It's done. If I'm FAMU, don't meet me there. Beat me there. Go ahead and put next year's schedule up and put tentative TBD. TBD. And you can say list of teams that we're going to play TBD. Now, unless the Southwestern Conference changes to a pod system, which we'll see. I'm not going to say I doubt it, but we're, we haven't seen it. 
that's your schedule. Like your schedule for 2023, 2024, and 2024, 2025 are done. So football-wise, you know where you're going to be the next two years. And I'm not going to lie. That's some assurance. I like that. And I believe the South Carolina State games or series is home and home. So I'm just saying, I have to double check. But if that's a home and home, then you already know what your part of your 25 schedule, which that's awesome. That's the kind of stuff we need. Because now me as a fan, I'm already looking at this year and I'm like, all right, I'm going to the home games. I'm just gonna keep it a bean. I'm going to the home games. OBC, I'm I'm going to that. USF, I'm probably doing that too. Outside of that, I'm looking at Texas Southern. Like, and that's just because, yo, that's my birthday weekend. I got family out there. It's a two for one for me. Outside of that, I'm staying my tail home. I mean, I'm gonna go to Florida Classic. I'm in Central Florida. When I cover family events, I go to Tallahassee. So I'm just saying, like, now I can look at 24 and be like, hmm, what games do I want to go to? Okay. I want to go to Atlanta. I got family and friends up there. I don't want to go to Miami. Look, I'm already making my business decisions in 2023 for 2024. That's the way it's done. Good job, FAMU Athletic Department. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, normally, I'm over here, and I'm going to say it, bitching and moaning, because the schedule's not out. We ain't, we don't have the schedule. We ain't got the schedule to two weeks before. Da, 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 da. No. The schedule's pretty much out for the next two football seasons. It's a riggedy wrap. All you got to do is now work on 25. And then, like, try to lock up 25. And once you get 25 set up, I mean, normally about three years out is the norm. It's very rare that teams have their schedules for the next decade out. I mean, it's a nice ask. But in this era of conference realignment and everything else, it's a big ask. But I would say, now that you got 24 out, out the door, why not work on 25? Start making some calls. Hey, if we keep Southern, because 25 is another year where we get 13 Saturdays in that time. So you already can see, yo, I might be able to schedule 12 games again. That's the time we can get five home games. Or if you're going to do this BS and get four home games, that's cool too. But I'll just be honest, I would love for 25 to have five home games. And let's get Tennessee State on that horn. We'll be back in Atlanta. I'm not saying we will be. I'm just saying from a person that's trying to be a planner, that is a planner in their personal life, but who's also thinking ahead. In the words of Jeezy, I'm three steps ahead of you, not 30. Why would I not? Try to lock in Tennessee State in 2025 in Atlanta. It ain't got to be at the Dome, but it would be a nostalgic and nice if it was. It could be at Georgia State. And we could talk with Georgia State and see what weekends work for you, what weekends don't work. But 
if it's too early in the year, let's put in the dome. If it's too late in the year, put in the dome. But if it's in that sweet spot, put it outside and have the game there. I'm just saying, for me as a rational person, I think you've already set yourself up really well. You put yourself in a position where 2025, you can get the football schedule set up by the fall of this year and really work on having your sponsors ready. And then I can take these to sponsors. Hey, I already know for 2025, I'm going to have pretty much everybody at home that you have this year from the SWAC, except for the Texas teams. So you already know you got Alabama State, you probably got Jackson State. Yeah, like, you know that's two, two home games right there. So you lose a classic to BCU, so that's the home game you lose. So you already know that. Like, you, you know you have, at least unless they go to a pod system, you have Alabama State, Mississippi Valley State, Texas Southern, Alabama and Jackson State. You know you got those. And if Southern is our permanent cross-rival, you got Southern. So those may not be home games, but you know that part of the schedule. You can you can book it and be done with it. So I'm just saying, we can already see where I like what I'm seeing. As far as being the change I want to see and being the growth I want to see. 2024 football schedule is done. 2023 football schedule is here. Now, if we can get into 25, and I believe some of the teams are up for 25, I'm just going to say it. I want to say we got Miami again. I could be wrong. Like, I could be wrong. I'll look it up, and it's going to do that here. And you just have a good website. I, I give them credit. I've been looking at that site for years. Very seldom are they just off. They they do they do their due diligence most times. So um just saying though. And they normally wait until something is released. So that that's one of the things that I do appreciate about them. Again, I'm I'm a history major, so I, I was a history major, not an M. I was, I finished. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's just something that I look forward to and I like. And let's see, 25, I don't see anything up there. Oh, so 25, oh God. We do have South Alabama. We do have South Carolina State. And we got UF, the Gators. 25 schedule is closing in. I'm just saying, like, 25 schedule is almost done. Like, I'm just saying, like, the easy thing is to complain. 26, we got Miami. Like, I'm just saying, FAMU football schedules are starting to come together nicely. 27, we have UAB and USF. Like, 
This is what I'm talking about. And honestly, that UAB game, if the Lord, if God bless me the way I see fit, I'm there. I just want to see progressive field. I, I'm just going to be honest. In 28, we go to UGA. Yeah, I'm at them too. So I'm just saying, like, already, and that was future schedules. I think it's futureschedules.com. But you can go up here and you can actually, one thing I like, you can go back and Google and see where we've signed some of these contracts. Like, it's it's not hard to find. And that's the thing you need. Like, again, 2023 schedule, done. You got that signed, sealed, delivered, it's yours. 24 schedule, I just released it. I didn't tell you in order, but I can tell you the teams. Only one I have an asterisk next to is Southern. And if Southern is our permanent cross-conference opponent, you got your schedule. Like, you know who's going to be home. You know who's going to be away. Again, next year's home, home teams, West Florida, Alabama State, Prairie View, Lincoln. That's a sorry-ass schedule. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's true. I just can't. I'm not going to lie to you today. Now, home-wise, 24, I, I, I like it. South Carolina State, that's a goodie. Probably bring the one-on-one, too. Not that I would necessarily want to hear them, but they're going to bring them. Alabama A&M's coming down. That was a good game last season. That was fun. Valley, Valley was a good game, too. Don't sleep on that one. That was a lot of fun. Texas Southern, that's another one. And your body should be gone, but... That's it. Last two couple, last time they came to Tallahassee, that game was fun. They had to stay extra because of the hurricane, but that was fun. And if we got Southern, that's Southern. They're rivals. So I, that's five games right there. That you can, you can, the season ticket price. Hey, dudes got to do. That's that's not a bad deal. So you you talking five games potentially? Hopefully it stays that way, and you don't give up any classics that you don't have to. Because I, I don't see an OBC in there. Who, who do you take to the OBC, Southern? You could. I wouldn't. South Carolina State? Absolutely not. Not a snowball's chance in hell. Alabama a Nope. Valley? Nope. Texas Southern? Nope. I don't see an OBC. I, I could be wrong. I don't see one for next season, after this season. Unless you do it with the University of Miami. Otherwise, I, I don't see it. No. Or you just make that with Jackson State and just keep that keep that the way it is. I think the number's going to fall off after Coach Prime leaves, but it is what it is. But, all right, y'all. I've run long. I've said a few bad words. And I did it all without – anyways. Uh, but – as always, big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Herb Sue with the Black Techies. Check them out. Also, check Herb in his basketball spaces. Basketball season is coming to a close. But Herb is out there, y'all. MEAC tournament, CAA tournament. He is a basketball fan and an aficionado. He's also a former bandsman at Alabama State University. Uh, so, but that being stated, just a quick recap. Uh, what I did was we went over... Family baseball. And for some reason, we can't hold a flipping lead. That's getting aggravating. Uh, but we have Florida Gulf Coast, 
for a three-game series Friday through Sunday. Softball, you got Jackson State also Friday through Sunday. You have the tennis team going up to the SWAC cluster. Hopefully, they remain undefeated in SWAC play. Then football, we had a new coach, Antonio Carter, wide receiver coach from Miles College. He played football at the University of Alabama under the DuBose era. So a forgettable time in Alabama football. Also, Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson becomes an athletic ambassador and consultant for Florida University. I went a little bit into the position battles, but not a lot. Just kind of, we didn't go in depth, but I did mention I'm excited for Musa. He's the man again. Running backs are going to be probably by committee. Receiver, who's going to be the guy to step up? I'm looking at either Jamaria Sharif or Manigo. Manigo, I, I need him a little more time on the jug machine. He had a couple of drops last year. Like, man, he would catch some spectacular balls and then drop some that kind of frustrated you, but still solid guy. On the offensive line, add some depth. And we're going to see something from them, hopefully. Then I also finally went into who we want to see as a fan base, Tennessee State, A&T, and my personally, I'm biased to Howard, um, not because I just I just want to win. Uh, and I do I do miss a little bit of that MEAC flavor. Uh, now, I mentioned some non-HBCU opponents, and I was like, not really. I don't ever want to play the University of West Florida again. That's a three-hour ride. I don't care if they move up to the FCS. That's a three-hour ride I would not want to make from Tallahassee. From here, I'm flying. That's nine, ooh, seven hours. And the last three of that is horrible. Uh, then in Division Two, I forgot to mention that. I did list Division Two teams. Uh, I had Albany State, Fort Valley State, Morehouse, Tuskegee, pretty much HBCUs that are in Alabama or Georgia, and our new Florida ones. Give me Flomo, give me EWC. Otherwise, don't give me any more West Floridas. Now, I did also mention if it wasn't an F, uh, a team that was an HBCU and if they were an FBS, and so I listed USF, UCF, Georgia State Tech, South Alabama, one of those is on our future schedule. I also went back over the 2023 schedule just so that I could, hey, remind you that we already have that out. And I told y'all, we pretty much have the 2024 schedule out. Like if you haven't seen it, and if you hadn't picked up what was put down, it's there. The SWAC, all they do is flip the schedules, and within our division, we know what we're going to play, as long as we stay in the division format. And the SWAC has stated they intend to stay in the division format for the time being. We also added... South Carolina State, because they heard the cries of all of us that said, I don't want to play no flipping Lincoln. We also have the University of Miami, and we are the SWAC MEAC team for that year, playing against Norfolk State, and we signed a contract with Troy. So 2024, you have 11 games. And if you add Southern as a potential, and I put an asterisk next to Southern, you got 12 games. So family football 2024 is done. 25 ain't far off. I just ran it off and I showed, go back to this football schedules and you can see we 2025 is close to done as well. So it's not 
it's not a stretch to say family football schedules could be filled up to 2025 by the end of the season. So just saying, y'all, a lot of that complaining and crying that I did, yo, we need stuff out early. There you go. I got it. So uh, that stated, though, always, y'all, I always appreciate your time and your patience. Uh, big shout out, HBCU Digital Network. This is home. And as always, it's going to be fangs up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started.